Well, good morning, church. Good morning. Good morning. For those of you who may not know, I'm Pastor Steve, and it's just wonderful to be here this morning. And we want to welcome those of you who are online with us from your homes or wherever you're at. And we thank you for joining us today. I thank you for joining us in-house today. And uh, we're just glad everybody's here. How many of you are glad you're here today? Amen. Amen. That's good. How many of you are glad you're listening to us at home this morning? Amen. I am really glad that you're connecting with us. And, you know, uh, speaking of connection, there's there's a couple ways that we connect with everybody uh, each week. You know, coming to church and being a part of church is wonderful, but unless we connect with God and connect with each other, it really doesn't make a lot of difference. We've got to connect with each other. There's two ways we do that. In, in the seat in front of you or on the front seats here, there are connection cards. We ask everybody, if you would, just fill out a connection card each week. If you have a change of address or information, you can put it there. But it's a way for you to tell us what are your prayers, what can we be praying for you between now and next Sunday, how can we stand in the gap for you? And so on those connection cards, there's a little place to fill out your prayer request. Do that. If you're new to New Life, this is the way that we can reach out and connect with you. If you're joining us online this morning, you can do that digitally by texting for life, the number four, the word life, for life to 94,000. And you can do the same. It's like our digital connection card. How do you like that? And so you can send us your prayer request and you can be connected with us this morning. Amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, just give the Lord a shout again. We're... Amen. I, I love that. Amen. Uh, we will be receiving our tithes and offering as you leave today. Uh, and you just take them and put them in those boxes as you leave. I want to thank you every week. I just stop and I, I just say thank you. You know, we, we don't make a big plea for money or, or, or anything like that. We just believe that, that we make our plea to God for money. And God speaks to you. He speaks to your heart. And, and God just blesses us that way. And so I want to thank you for being receptive, for hearing the voice of God, and for continuing week after week to support this ministry and what we're doing, both you online, where there's ways to give online, and there's ways to give in the house. Amen? And uh, today happens to be Mission Sunday. We have quite a few missionaries around the world, that missionaries and ministries that we support, both from uh, ministry who are uh, missionaries teaching in Bible schools in Africa, to uh, uh, women's, uh, we have a, uh, a ministry we support in, in El Salvador that, that is a ministry to women down there. And uh, we have ministries around that do humanitarian aid. We support, uh, it's about 10 or 12 different ministries or missionaries. And every month on the last Sunday of the month, we receive our missions offering. And that is how we send them support. We, we need about $800 a month that we send out. And uh, I think it's wonderful. Every month, I love sending those checks out. I love doing that because it says we are connected with a much greater world than just our little community here. And so today's that day. If you would just put your missions offering in today, we would much appreciate it. Also, we're going to be getting into the Word in just a minute. And if you want to follow along uh, with, uh, with the message in message notes, you can go to the YouVersion app. If you have the YouVersion app, uh, if not, uh, this week, download it, but go there and click the word more and events and you'll see New Life Church. You can click that and as I say sometimes, voila, 
the message is there. <laughs> so you get to, you get, just don't read ahead, you know, you'll be telling me what, uh, what my next point is before I get there, but no, just, you can actually add to those notes, take them home with you, study them during the week, and, and, uh, and I think they'll be a blessing. That's why we do that. We do it because we believe it's a blessing to you during the week. And uh, uh, years ago, I read a book. It's been quite a few years ago. And how many of you ever heard of a, a pastor, uh, the late pastor, Robert Shuler? Anybody ever remember Robert Shuler? You know, and uh, I know my dad loved him and followed his ministry, and so I followed his ministry. He wrote a book years ago called Tough Times Never Last, But Tough People Do. Did anybody remember that book? I've read it a few times over the years, and it's, it's a really good, and it's become a, you know, a kind of a phrase that people will say, you know, tough times never last, but tough people do. And, you know, I, I really believe that. I believe, you know, tough seasons and tough times in our lives don't last. They come and they go. But people who are tough make it through those seasons. But how many of you ever felt in the midst of a tough season or difficult season, man, that you just needed a fresh influx of strength? You just needed strength. And, and you know, sometimes you just feel like, you know, you, with, with what you go through and what our world is going through and maybe what you're dealing with, that you're, you feel like you're, you're on, your tank is on empty of strength and you just need strength. Anybody ever feel that way? Everybody, anybody ever, ever go through a tough time? Am I the only one that ever go through a tough time? No? Every, all of us have? Anybody during the midst of that tough time, do you ever feel like your tank's kind of getting down to a dry place? Amen? Well, you know, we, we got, I want you to know our help comes from him. Our strength comes from Him. But, you know, the fact is we all, every one of us, have moments where we feel like the weight of the world is on us. And how many know in those moments you feel like I'm all alone in this, like no one else feeling what I do? I want to encourage you today. You're not alone in going through tough times. Not only are you not alone that there's others around that want to help you and support you and encourage you, but you're not alone because everybody is going through something. Amen. Look at somebody and say, everybody's going through something. I recently heard a, a pastor speaking, and, and he said, uh, if you're not going through something, if you, the last year and a half haven't been tough on you, I want you to stand up because I want to beat you up. Because, <laughs> you know, you know the, the, the thing about it is, you know, life is tough. Life is tough. Life is not for the faint of heart. You know, God didn't intend it this way. He created a perfect world, but what messed it up? Sin. Sin created an environment in the world that's just tough to live by or live through, and it creates these tough and difficult times. And, you know, anybody ever get to the place, like I said, where you're going through a tough time, maybe your tank feels like it's running low, and you may get to that place where you just feel like, man, I just... I just feel like giving up and quitting. Anybody ever felt that way? Am I the only one? Oh, you can go ahead and, and admit it. You know, we've all felt like quitting. We've all felt like it. And the thing is, at that moment of feeling like you got to quit, you're going to quit, somebody will call you or now text you or, or somebody, will, somebody will reach out to you or stop by and say, hey, man, I was thinking about you. Just a couple weeks ago, uh, I had a friend, and the Lord just had him on my mind all morning long. And, and so finally, I just texted him. I said, hey, hey, I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to reach out and just say, 
uh, you know, I was thinking about you, praying for you. Within two minutes, I get a phone call. And he said, Steve, he said, you don't know. He said, my children are sick. Everything is like, we've had the, one of the worst weekends we've ever had. And I thought, you know, that wasn't me. That was God speaking to me to encourage. You know, he, he was at the end of his rope. His strength was running. But God spoke to, him, spoke to me, and I was able to be an encouragement today. And uh, we're continuing today in our message series called God First. <clears throat> Excuse me called God First, and it's, this series is all about what putting God first in our lives does in our lives. You know, the Bible is filled with scripture. It's filled with encouragement to put God first. How many know that? Amen. Throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, if you, you read it, there's a line that goes through it, and it's about putting God first in our life. God has blessings for those who do. Tonight, the, the title of my message today is Finding Strength in Tough Times. How many relate to that? Amen. Finding Strength in Tough Times. So turn to the book of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah chapter 40. And uh, in, in Isaiah 40, it's a wonderful passage of Scripture, but a lot of times because it's Old Testament and, you know, it depends on which version you read. It may be some these and thous and... And, uh, but that, this whole chapter is about God comforting his people. Did anybody need comfort this morning? Amen. Anybody ever go through something? You, just, you know, all I really need at times is just the comfort or the peace of God. There are times that, you know, that I'm going through something and, and I just stop and say, God, I, I need Jehovah Shalom right here, right now. I need the God of peace. I need your peace. And, and he comforts us. Well, that's what this chapter 40, uh, chapter 40 is, is all about. It's about God comforting his people. And he uses the prophet Isaiah to speak words of comfort. And I'm going to start reading with verse 1, and we'll skip around a little bit. Isaiah 40, verse 1, the Lord speaks to the prophet Isaiah to speak to the people. And he says, comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her, that her warfare is ended. How do you like that? I read that to my wife this week, and she goes, Woo! You know, your warfare is ended. I, I'm going to receive that. I don't know about you, but I've been dealing with a lot of warfare lately. How about you? You know, we, spiritual warfare I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, you know, people. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. And I just love that your, your warfare is ended. We need to declare that over this. Amen? And that her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. How many of you ever heard that phrase before? John was the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in a desert a highway for our God. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. How many need that done this morning? How many needs your valleys to be exalted and lifted up and your mountains to be brought low? The crooked places. Anybody got any crooked places here this morning? Places where you feel like you're just being jostled back and forth? The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. You need some smooth terrain today? Amen? 
The glory of the Lord, verse 5, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Ah, nothing encourages me more than to know that I'm hearing God or have heard God in the midst of something. I know when I hear God, it's going to be okay. I know when the Lord speaks, it's going to be okay. Now let's drop down to verse 28. So we're going from verse 5 to 28, chapter 40. Verse 28 says, Have you not known, listen to these words, Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. We just read he neither slumbers or sleeps. Here he says he neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. If, you know, when most of us say, I, I get to the end of my rope, it's because we don't know what to do. How many know his understanding is unsearchable? You can't come to the end of it. Amen? Verse 29, he gives power, say that, power to the weak. To those who have no might, he increases what? Strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But read this last verse with me. Let's read it together. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Father, I thank you, Lord. God, we receive this as a prophetic word from you, from the voice of our God, from the lips of our Heavenly Father, from the voice of the Holy Spirit. Lord, and we declare it, Lord, today that this is you speaking encouragement and lifting our hearts and encouraging us and lifting those that are home and online with us. Lord, we declare encouragement and strength and comfort today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to read that again. But those, I love that word. Anytime God puts in Scripture, I love it when he puts the word but. I heard a preacher one time says, I'm going to preach about God's butts today. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's not the right way to put it. But, but what he's talking about is every time in the word it comes to that place where there's a but, it's because he's leading up to, he's saying this is wrong and that's wrong, but God. And that's something we can be encouraged about. Here he says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Those that wait on the Lord, that word wait, that word wait doesn't mean that you sit down in a chair someplace and say, I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here and wait. I'm going to do nothing. Too many people believe that's what that means. The word wait in Hebrew is kavah. It's the word kavah. And what it means, it means to be bound together. Like if you could imagine a rope being bound together and intertwined. It, it means to be bound together. But those who are bound together with God. Are you hearing me, church? Those are like a cord bound together with God shall renew their strength. The word kavah is like the Hebrew were like the Hebrew version of the Greek word koinonia. 
You know, I talk about koinonia a lot because I believe koinonia is, is a type of what the, God expects the church to be. Koinonia, in, in the Greek, what it means is to be intertwined together. Intertwined. Remember the scripture that the threefold cord will not be rebroken, easily broken, right? Koinonia is having our lives interwoven together with one another, the church, us interweaving our lives together with God. That's what koinonia is. Kaval is the same thing. It's binding ourselves to God. It's interweaving our life together with God. And he says, and when we do, when we kaval with the Lord, when we bind ourselves together, when we koinonia together and with God, it says we, that, that we shall renew our strength, that we shall mount up with wings. That word, what, that, what this means, mount up is wings like eagles. God doesn't expect us to fly, but he does expect you to feel like you're going to fly. Anybody ever get so excited about something, you just feel that I could just take off and soar, right? God wants that. He wants you to be an overcomer. God calls us to be an overcomer, to overcome every difficult time, to overcome every difficult circumstance, like mount up like wings as eagles. And he wants us to be able to run and never be weary. I haven't run in quite some time. Every time I do, I hurt myself. And <laughs> I used to be a runner. And don't do that anymore. The knees don't handle that. But, you know, I, I would love just to be able to run. Can you imagine getting out and running and never growing weary? That's what he says when we bind ourselves together. He says we will walk and not faint. You know, every once in a while you hear about somebody that's walking across the country, right, uh, for some cause or whatever. Wouldn't that be amazing just to be able to walk and walk and never faint, to, to run and never grow weary? That's what God is saying when we bind ourselves together in his strength. I want you to understand, his tank never runs dry. Our tank runs dry. Problems, stress, difficulties, the weight of the world. Our tank, my tank runs dry. There are some times I feel like I, I don't know if I can keep going. And, and I'm just being honest and transparent with you and because I know you've been there too. If anybody says they haven't, we'll pray for you. God forgives you for lying, okay? And Because uh, we all have been to that place. Are you hearing me, church? We've all been there. God's tank never runs dry. His, his wisdom, his understanding never fails, never runs short. He'll never run out. See, I want to focus this morning on the, in this passage in, in Isaiah 40, 31, I want to focus on the one thing of renewing our strength, renewing our strength. I've got four things that I just want to share with you real quick that I believe are ways for us to find strength. So if you're here this morning and you just need a fresh, you just need fresh strength, or if you leave here today and maybe during this week or the next few weeks you find yourself where you need some more strength, these are, th these are ways in which I believe that if we will bind ourselves together with God, we'll find the strength that we need, okay? So the first thing is, is tell God what you're feeling. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Ever, ever just go through something and you're just all bound up inside and you know, going through and you don't know what to do? The best way to sort it out, the Bible calls, calls God a counselor. How many know he's a counselor, right? You know what a counselor is? A counselor is just somebody who helps you sort out the problems of life. That's all a counselor does. He's a counselor. 
And when we come to him and we tell him our feelings as a counselor, we come to him and say, God, I, man, I'm just all a mess and, and I just, help me sort this out. But we got to tell him how we feel. We have to tell him. We got to start by telling him that I'm, incur I'm discouraged, God. I'm, I'm exhausted. I, I can't, I don't, I feel like I can't go any longer. And sometimes we got to just dump everything on him. How many know God has big shoulders? He's got big so He can handle us dumping on him. In fact, he invites us to dump on him. Listen to this. I'm going to give this to you in four different versions because I want you to hear some words in this. 1 Peter 5, 7. This is New King, King James Version. It says, cast your care on him for he cares for you. Now, why does God want us to dump on him? Because he cares for us. He loves us. He loves to know what's going on. He loves us to bind ourselves. We have to share with him everything to bind ourselves to him. He says, cast your care upon him. Cast your what? Anybody ever have any cares? He says, cast them to him. Now, the NIV says it this way. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Do you know God wants, wait a minute now. I don't want anybody else's anxiety. I don't want my own anxiety. Does anybody want anybody else's anxiety? But God says you can give your anxiety to him. He says, in fact, cast them. That means throw them on him. He wants them. Why? Because he cares for you. He says, cast your anxiety. And then he, the, the New Living Translation says it this way. Give all your worries. Anybody have any worries? You know, people say all the time, worrying is just a lack of faith. Well, I'm going to tell you that I lack faith sometimes because I find myself in a place where I'm worried about something, worried about my kids. I'm worried about, you know, money. I'm worried about, and, and I catch myself there, and I say, God, I'm not supposed to worry. And God says, I know you're not supposed to, but you're going to have to bind yourself to me if you want to, to get rid of this worry. Amen? I'm just being honest and transparent with you this morning. Cast your worries on him, and God care, for God cares about you. The New Jerusalem, this is a, a version many of you may not even be familiar with, but New Jerusalem translation, I love it, this because it, it says, unload your burden unto him. Unload your burden unto him, since he is concerned about you. God says, give me your burdens. Dump them on me. Come on, give me your best shot, right? He's saying, come on, put your burdens on me. Why do we struggle with that so much? Is it humility? Why is it we have a hard time with that? See, I want you to understand, God wants us to unburden ourselves. One is because he already knows what you're dealing with anyway, so you might as well get it off your chest, get it out of your life. But he also understands our feelings. He understands what we're going through and why we're going through. He understands our weakness. He understands that. But the biggest thing that you have to know and remember is when he says that he cares upon you, cast all your care because he cares for you. The most important thing is he says to unburden ourselves on him because he loves us. How many of you have children? Amen. Grandchildren. Amen. Okay. I love my kids. Amen. And I love their spouses. I love my grandkids. And when they're going through a hard time, it grieves me. And I, I, I just want to fix it. You know, you know what I'm saying? I just want to fix it. And I know I can't. 
But think about God, our Heavenly Father. He sees us going through a hard time, and He can fix it. And He says, just unburden yourself. I don't know about you, but that's good news. Lamentations 2.19 says, Pour out your feelings to the Lord as you would pour out a water, a, a pour out water out of a jug. Pour out your feelings to the Lord as you would pour water out of a jug. I started to bring a big jug of water and pour it on here, but then I thought, well, then I'm going to have to spend time cleaning the carpet. So I'm just going to give you the visual. Take a big jug of water, and God says, pour out your burdens just like you're pouring out that big jug of water. Amen? That's what he says. You see? So today, God gives you permission. Right now, he gives you permission. Tell God how you're feeling. I want you right now just to close your eyes, take just a, a second or two. And I want you to tell him right now what you're feeling. Tell him what you're going through. Father, we right now, we just give you, we unburden ourselves. And every, and every prayer that's going up right now in this place, nobody in here can fix it. But you can. Our help comes from you, God. Our help comes from you. The second thing that we need to do to unburden, or to not unburden, but to bind ourselves to God is ask God for strength. You know, admitting you're weak in our culture and world, admitting weakness is really hard, isn't it? It's a lack of humility. It's really hard. When I don't know if you ever come to this place where you're just emotionally exhausted, you're out of strength, and, and you're, most of us look for quick solutions. The problem with too many people is, and, and there's so many people in our world that, that look to quick solutions, either I'm going to go to a counselor, which I'm, I believe in, Christian counselors, I believe in them, but we want a quick fix it. Some people quick fix it with, with drugs or fi quick fix it with alcohol or quick fix it by people or other things. You see, the, and the bottom line is when we come to God, we bind ourselves to him and his strength. We ask him for his, his strength. He gives us his strength, not temporary fix or not a temporary thing, but, a, but his strength. First Chronicles 16, 11 says, pursue the Lord. He says, pursue the Lord in his strength. You know, we're not just to pursue God just to have the, the goose pimples. We're to pursue God because he has strength for us to help us get through this. So he says, pursue the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. See, I want to tell you, church, we need to bind ourselves to the Lord. We need to kaval. We need to koinonia ourselves. If we want strength, we've got to bind ourselves to him. Yes, koinonia, we, we need each other. I need you. I'm going to tell you, I need you. You need me. We had our men's breakfast the other day, and I just began to share some of the things that we were struggling with and I was struggling with. And that's what our small groups, that's what our life groups are all about. It's about people coming together and saying, hey, I, I need you to help me through this. I need you to get through this. But when we caval with God together, we collectively, koinonia or caval together, bind ourselves to the God, what we're flooded 
flooded with is his strength, the strength of God. And his strength is endless. It's an endless strength. We need to ask him for strength. James 4.2 says, you don't have what you want because you don't ask for it. When you're weak, you got to stop and admit, God, I am, I'm going to tell you, that's my morning prayer. It starts, God, I am so weak. You know, my, I, we had dinner with our family last night. My older brother said, he looked at me, he says, man, some days as you get older, he says, Grow, growing older is not for the faint of heart. He said, man, just getting out of bed sometimes is hard, you know. He said, I just fall out of bed. But, you know, this, I'm talking about a spiritual thing. I'm talking about emotional, that we've just got to remember that. And every morning, every, his mercies are new every day. We need to just say, God, I'm weak, Lord. I need your strength to make it through this day. I need your strength to get to the next step. I need your strength for this day. I need to be bound to you. We need to ask him. Jesus says in Matthew 7, 7, most of us think of this only as financial or other problems, but I'm going to tell you, it, it, it is just as much strength as it is in anything. Matthew 7, 7, Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. How many of you right now this morning will say, I need some strength? I, I'm going through something. I just got to have strength. Right now, just close your eyes and just simply say, God, you can say it however you, quietly. You can say it under your breath and in your heart. Just say, God, I need strength. I am weak. I admit. And right now, I'm emotionally weak. And I need your strength. I need your strength today. Amen. Say, church, we need to tell God how we're feeling and we need to ask him for his strength. The third thing is we need to thank God for the good. Amen. You need to thank God. I'll tell you why. We need to thank God for the good despite the bad or whatever else is going on. Thank God for the good. You know, sometimes when we go through hard times, you know, it's really difficult to see the good in the midst of the hard. It's really hard to, to see the good in the midst of the bad. Uh, the, you know, the, it's, it's hard to find peace sometime in the midst of chaos. But right there, I'm telling you, God is our peace in the midst of the storm. He's our peace in the midst of the, of the chaos. He is the good in the midst. And God is always doing something good in our lives. Amen? Wasn't it Oral Roberts that says, God is going to do something good good for you today, wasn't it? That? Yeah, I'm dating myself, but you know, I grew up listening to Oral Roberts and Robert Shuler and those guys that my dad had it on TV all the time, and it was just filled me, you know? And, uh, but the thing is, if we will learn, what happens is when we go through bad times, you hear this, we go through difficult seasons and we have problems and things are building up. Too often we dwell on those thoughts. We dwell on that and it ruminates. It's like we are, we're, we're, we're just mulling it over in our minds and what we're doing is we're binding ourselves to the bad news. We're binding ourselves to the troubles. And what we need to be doing is we need to be binding ourselves to God. We need to be binding ourselves to his faithfulness. We need to be binding ourselves to his goodness. We need to be binding ourselves to everything that God has done done that is good in our life. 
I don't know about you, but I'm preaching myself happy. If no one else is getting excited, I'm getting excited about this. this you know, this, this message this week, all week has just been, and this has been a, a tough week, you know, and, 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 but all week long, this message has ministered to me. It's ministered to me. And so I am just preaching more to me right now than anybody, so you just get to be here and listen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I want you to be encouraged too. Okay, but 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, be thankful in all circumstances. Amen. Now, understand, he doesn't say be thankful for all circumstances. He's not telling us you need to be thankful for the bad. We don't, we don't need to be thankful. But we can, in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of bad, in the midst of problems, we can be thankful for all things, he says, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. He says, be thankful in all circumstances. Wherever you find yourself, be thankful because God has already done something good and God is working right then and right there to bring you through that. Dwell and bind yourself on the good. Amen? Amen. Bind yourself to the good. Amen? I, I read a blog this week that talked about daily making a list of things that God has done for me. That's what he says. I want to encourage you to daily. He says daily... Write down things like, you know something? Last night, my sister, we, I told you we had a family dinner, and my sister said, you know, we, she just got a new car, and she, was, uh, she said, we were just coming in. And, and, and a guy almost ran right into us, and he said, at the last, she said, at the last minute, the guy turned and didn't hit us. Well, you know something? How many times does that happen? Things like that happen. Just stop and write that down. Thank God. You know, you got, you got a phone. You got memos on your phone. Make notes during the day. That's what this blog was saying use your phone if you have just make notes because that's what you can be thankful for thankful for for God delivering you from that right whatever whatever God whatever good you see whatever good God puts on your heart be thankful for that Psalms 103 says bless the Lord oh my soul and forget none of his benefits Forget none of them. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Psalm 68, 19 says, Bless the Lord who daily, listen to this. This, this, this version says, Bless the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. God right now is loading you with benefits. I'm believing it. How many of you receive it? Just put your hands out and just say, God, right now, Lord, you're loading me with benefits. You're loading me with blessings. Bless the Lord, all oh, my soul. He's loading you with those blessings right now. Amen? Amen? Let that little practice keep you going through this week. Tell God how you're feeling. Ask him to give you strength. Thank God for the good right now, every day, all the time. The last thing, the fourth is, Keep your focus on God. This is where we come back to our, this series in this message is put God first. And, and when we keep our focus on God by putting him, it's, that's how we make him and put him first. In the midst of all that, we keep our focus on him. I'm going to tell you, he is the light at the end of the tunnel. He is the one that, that will see us through. He's the, he is the one, that voice crying in the wilderness saying, listen and come to the voice, run to me, run to me. God is saying, telling us to keep our focus focus on him see if you need your strength renewed keep your focus on him no matter how hard it is God knows it's not easy when all the other voices and all the problems and circumstances are screaming in the world and they scream at times am I right Amen. when they're screaming at you you got to sometimes just put blinders on 
say, no, God, you're the only thing that matters. You're the only thing that's going to help me through. My help comes from you. My help comes from you. Jesus did this. Now listen to this. This is something I don't believe any of us can understand. But while he was on the cross, he did that. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Listen to these words. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off every, everything that hinders us. That's the bad times. That's the negative stuff. And the sin that so easily entangles or binds us to the bad and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Run. You hearing me? Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author, perfecter of our faith. Here it is. For who, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going to the cross and hearing even all of the the, the stuff people were yelling at him and the pain that had to be screaming. But he did this. He did this. God, I'm going to fix my eyes on you. I'm going to tell you, that's, he teaches us there what to do during tough times. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 8 through 18, he says, that is why we never give up. I'm going to say, why I can never give up? Because I know what Jesus endured for me. I know what Jesus endured on the cross to break down the wall of separation, to break down that veil so that I have accessed him, so I can tell him how I'm feeling, so I can come to him and ask him for strength, so that I can draw near to him in those difficult times. That's why I never give up. Though our, he says, that's why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. Declare that right now. My spirit's being renewed right now. I declare that over you in Jesus' name. Your spirits right now are being renewed. Verse 17, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Verse 18, so we don't look at the troubles. Hear that? We don't look at the troubles. We, we, we can see now the troubles that we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. How do we do that spiritually? We move to a different realm. We see things spiritually. But the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Will last forever. I'll ask the worship team to come back up. I'm going to tell you, church, no matter what, don't give up. Don't give up. You have a God that's fought the battle. You have a God that's gone to the mat for you. You have a God that is standing in the gap for you. Jesus, the Bible says, he is at the right hand of God forever, ever making intercession. Who's he making intercession for? It's you. 
It's you, it's you in the midst of that difficult time and that circumstance that makes you want to give up and quit. He's there right now praying for you. He's calling, he's calling the, the God of the universe, the creator, he's calling and saying, no, I'm standing in the gap for Greg. No, I'm standing in the gap for Martha Job. I'm here. Whatever you're going through, Kathy, he's standing in the gap for you. He's standing in the gap for each one of us right there. So we don't need to give up. We don't need to give up. Last week, this last week, I, there was a devotional uh, that, I'm, that I've been going through. And it, read, it, was from, it was the scripture, 1 Corinthians was part of the devotional, 1 Corinthians 3.16. But listen to this. We often hear this in a different light, but really the Lord spoke it to me very clearly. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Most of the time, we that is taught that don't sin because you're the you're the temple of God, right? And that's that's true. But what the Lord immediately He said, no, no, I'm with you, I'm with you. When you go through that difficult time. The Spirit of God is in this temple. God is walking through those things with me. He's with me all the time. He's not leaving me. He's not quitting. He's not giving up. He is within me. Why? Because, because the, the temple, I am the temple uh, of the Spirit of God, and He dwells within me. When I go through that problem, that big decision, I don't know what to do. The Holy Spirit dwells within me and will guide me. I can draw upon it. Amen. When we invite Jesus into our hearts, when we invite him in, he brings this wonderful thing called the Holy Spirit. Jesus, the Bible says, is, is in heaven at the right hand of the Father making intercession. He's praying for you right now. But the Holy Spirit, when you receive Jesus, dwells in your heart right now, your life, your body. The Holy Spirit is right now dwelling in you. And whatever you go through, he's going through it with you. Would you bow your heads with me? I want to invite you right now this morning. I don't know wherever you're at. We all go through different things. We all through, go through different parts of our lives and we'll leave here and we'll all go back to them and I don't know where every person here is with God this morning but, but I, I do know this difficult seasons are designed by the enemy to pull you away from God and God's calling you back this morning he's saying put those blinders on fix your eyes on me Fix your gaze on me right now. I'll get you through this. I'll lead you through this. And so right now, I just want us all, everybody here, just stop and just pray this prayer or if, if you want to pray it differently, however you pray, just to refocus. But pray this with me. Lord Jesus, Lord, right now, I set my heart on you. I invite you fresh and new into my life into my mind, into my thoughts, into my circumstances, and in all my ways, I invite you in right now. Holy Spirit, flood me. Remind me of your presence and that you're with me. 
and that you'll lead me and guide me. Walk me through these days and this season and this time. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to ask you just to stand for just a moment. I feel like today when I was pondering this service and the end of it, I feel like we just need a couple minutes. I'm just going to ask the band just to sing and quietly. If you just want to worship, you can worship. But I'm going to ask you to find a place, either at your seat, kneeling down at your chair, if you want to come up to the altar. I I, got to tell you that I, I just yearn for the day that these altars are filled with people again. But just take a few moments. Don't just leave today. Take a few moments. Let the Holy Spirit seal what he's spoken today. Let him seal it in your life through it. Just the next few moments of prayer, individual prayer and worship. I'm going to find a place at these altars for a couple minutes, and I invite you to do the same. Amen.